0: People Make Things podcast, a behind-the-scenes look at the modern entertainment industry. I'm your host, Christopher Natsume. The internet knows me as Nine Squirrels. So I want to start by letting you know that today's episode is actually highly ironic. And the ironic part being, I actually recorded a whole episode, uh, mixed it all down, did everything. I was literally at the point of uploading it. I was about to push the button to upload the episode and I thought, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to it just one more time because I'm I'm curious, you know, now that I've been through a few of these, how I feel about them. And and make sure that I like it before I upload it. And I hated it. I listened to it and I thought, I really don't like this episode that I did about not liking the work that I do. And and I thought, wow, that's that's some meta shit right there. That's that's heavily meta. But but I really did. And I I I disliked it so much that I thought, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna record that monologue again. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually go from the very beginning, I'm gonna record that whole monologue again because I hate it so much. And so as you as you listen to the rest of this episode, I I want you I want you to think about that, because I find it very humorous that I actually listen to an episode about how I don't like the work that I do and then deleted it all because I didn't like it and redid it. And and part of the reason I do this, um, I should I should mention, by the way, I've become highly worried about the monologues that I do before the interviews because I realize that whoever I interviewed is tied to that thing. And I did this interview with Jan. I thought it was a very interesting interview. And then I tied it to this big, long monologue that I did talking about Nazis. And I actually realized that, like, Jan will forever be tied to the Hitler episode. And I feel like, wow, you you didn't do anything to deserve that, Jan, that kind of sucks. So so now I'm actually I'm I'm being very careful about what do I talk about before somebody's uh, interview because I want to make sure that they're happy with whatever's here. So it's it's actually added an additional pressure on myself to try to make this monologue good and and interesting. So I'm going to do that now, and and I want, to, I want to start with what I started with last time. So now now we're starting where I started last time without the little meta bit at the front where I tell you that I failed and I'm doing it again. There is a really wonderful article out on the internet somewhere, and it's written by a man named Ira Glass, and he's talking about starting any creative endeavor. He's talking about the stress that people go through. And the the basic postulate is that w- you're doing this thing, whether it's learning how to play guitar or be a journalist or an author or whatever it is you're doing, you're doing this thing because you you love this thing. Nobody becomes a musician because they hate music. They become a musician because they love music. And because they love music, they're probably a pretty good judge of whether or not music is good or bad. And so when they start playing music, they're good enough they know enough; they're educated enough to to know what good music is. But because they're just starting, their music is no good, and so they know that their music is not good. They not not from a not from a standpoint of I hate myself and I, I don't like the things that I do, but from a genuine standpoint of being able to critically look at their work, they look at their work and they say the work I'm doing is not good because they're good enough to know that, but they're not good enough yet to do better work. And that little valley, that valley of being good enough to know but not good enough to do is a very difficult place. And that's where a lot of people give up. That's where they stop playing and say, well, I, I wasn't any good. It's where they stop writing when, and say, you know, I was writing, but I never really got good at it. You know, uh, and, and, and and I think a lot of people fail there. It, the, the number one failure is, is right there. But, but I wanted to talk about what happens after that. I think Ira Glass has perfectly handled the beginning failure. But there's another failure that comes, and it comes every single day when you're a working artist. And I don't know, maybe this is just me. Maybe there's other people, but I'll share with you my experience. And I'm sure that people will write in the comments later, oh, no, Chris, that's not how I work. I'm, I don't feel that at all. And, and that's that's legit, but I'm, I'm, ex- I'm speaking to my experience. And my experience is that I fail regularly. I try new things. I try to do new things within the craft that I know. I'm a game developer. I've made in my life something like 50 games and I would say more of those games are below average than above average. If I look at them across the board and say, you know do I make good games or bad games? You know I've made some great games uh, some stuff I'm really really proud of. but if I were to look at all 50 games and, and rate them all on a, on a bell curve against all the all the you know reasonable apps out there you know as actual professional games, I would say the majority of my games are, average or a little below average, and and with a a few standout games that are above average and and a couple that are are quite good. And this is an objective opinion. This isn't me trying to bring myself down or show some sort of false humility. But here's the thing. For people who've been doing something as long as I've been doing something, this is normal. This is normal behavior. Failing is part of the process. If you go... Pick your favorite artist. I mean, shit. There's crappy Beatles songs out there. There, there's there's a couple Led Zeppelin tunes I'm not really into. And come on, that's a band that almost never failed, right? But they they did every now and then. You know, I mean, I, I don't know anyone who's ever listened to the Beatles' "Octopus's Garden" and said that was their finest hour, right? I mean, there's there's always something that even the best people, and I'm not trying to say I'm the Beatles or anything like that, but I'm saying even the most successful people have failure as part of their process, even when they're late in the process, even when they're good at what they do, even when they've done this for years. And and that creates a certain level of emotional drain. And part of the process of being a successful working artist is Powering through that emotional drain, that that thing that happens after you fail, where you wake up and you say, "Ah, oh, fuck, I don't know what I'm doing," and you look at the work that you did yesterday and you say, "Fuck, I didn't know what I was doing," and and you 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 look at your task list for the day and and you you think like, "How am I going to do this stuff? How am I gonna how am I gonna make this happen?" And you think, "Ah, oh, fuck." I don't know what I'm doing. You know, this, this, I don't know anyone who works in in any form of entertainment or any form of creating anything, whether it's, whether it's being an architect or, or a musician or a dancer or whatever that has not had this, this moment of self-doubt, this, this, this not knowing if you can do it. And interestingly, social media has made this so much worse. I don't know about the rest of you, but I have a lot of incredible people on my social media. I, my, my social media of choice is Facebook. Uh, it's a sick addiction. I should probably give it up, but. One of the you know, and, and I would like to say that, that that Facebook inspires me. I go look at all the successes of my friends and I'm inspired to the things that I can do, and that's the kind of shit we say on Facebook to make us sound cool. But the reality is I go look at Facebook and I see all my hugely successful friends and I see all their huge successes, and there's a little tiny part deep down inside of me that's like, fuck those assholes. And anyone who anyone who says they don't feel like that every now and then lies, right? to to go to facebook and see this 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 just stream of look at my beautiful baby laughing look at me on vacation with my friends and how much fun we're having look at this amazing meal that i'm eating look at me on a beach look at look at me having better And that's the that's the shit of it, right? If you just look at the math, right? Most people who are posting on Facebook are posting on Facebook because some good shit just happened, right? They just had a really good meal or their kid walked for the first time or something that you thought to yourself, wow, this is, this is good enough, I better record it. This is good enough, I better shout it out to the world, right? But the chances that when you're consuming that media, when you're reading that, when you're seeing that, you know, so-and-so just had their first trip to Australia... You're probably not having a moment that good. Just mathematically cuz you're you're reading, you're consuming. You're not you're not in the middle of posting, "Well, look at my trip to Prague." No, you're sitting on the toilet like, "I don't know, I got to do something while I wait for this to happen." And and at that exact moment, everyone on your feed is having a better life than you. And you get this constant feeling of everyone around me is constantly doing better and everyone around me is having more fun and having more success. And you, that little guy in the back of your head is like, well, why, why aren't you having these successes? What's, what's wrong with you, dude? I mean, why are you not? And, and I have so many successful friends. I have so many people who I know who do so well, and I don't mean that as a brag. I I, it, I just that's what happens when you're in the game industry and you're around all these incredible people. There are, there are some of the most creative, most just just God, I wish I could be them people in in the game industry. And I I I happen to have a few of them on my Facebook, and you see these these incredible successes, and you. You want to celebrate their success. I will tell you one story, and and I won't mention the name of this person uh, because I don't I don't want to out them. But I was at the Casual Connect convention in Berlin, and I was at the the badge party where we all pick up our badges. And I'm I'm talking to one of my best friends in the game industry. Just a wonderful person, a person I'm. I'm I can't say enough good things about this person. So he comes out a little douchey in this story, but bear with me. He totally wasn't being a douche, right? Um, And he's talking about how he has this project that he's working on, and this project has one way to pay him where you pay through PayPal. And I guess no one in his company had bothered to look in the PayPal account recently for, for about a year, and then somebody went and took a look and they found out, oh my goodness, here's a quarter million dollars that nobody had accounted for, nobody had expected. It was just a, a windfall two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And you know, that's that's that, that that kind of money would keep my studio going for a quite a long time. And I thought you know, God, that's really, how, how awesome must it be to be so successful that you cannot even notice a quarter million dollars? You cannot even, like, that didn't even show up on your accounting is where did that money go? You just, like, magically found it. And, and he was genuinely telling this story to, to be funny and, 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 you know, it was, it was, it was funny and we all laughed and he's a great guy and all of that. But there was a little tiny part of me, just a little smidgen of me deep down inside that wanted to break my beer bottle across his face because I was just like, how dare you be that fucking successful when I am not. And, and this is something you have to deal with. (laughs) It's something that you just have to push down. And, and, you know, here's the, here's the reality. Here's the real reality of being a creative individual and making things, whether you're making music or whether you're making art or whether you're making games or whatever the fuck you're doing. The reality is you're going to fail. Not like someday, but like the thing that you're working on right now. The reality is you're probably going to fail at that. This, whatever, whatever it is, you, when you stop this podcast and you go back to work on whatever the hell you're going to do, you're probably going to fail at that. And that's not me being emo or being bad or me, me, me. that's me just telling you math, Right think about it how many people do you know are are in a band right you got your friends who are in a garage band or they're trying to start something up how many people do you know are in a band now mathematically how many of those bands are going to be the next Ed Sheeran or the next Taylor Swift or god I apparently have a 13 year old daughter because the first two bands I think of are Ed Sheeran and Taylor Swift bear with me but how many how many of the people you know are going to do that let me let me let me help you out with that none Statistically, none. Statistically, zero of those people are going to ever have that kind of success. They're one small, tiny rounding error off of zero, right? Everyone you know, everyone you know knows somebody who is writing a novel. God, I don't know how many people I've talked to. Yeah, I'm working on my novel, right? Statistically, not a single one of those people is going to be a best-selling novelist. Statistically, they're, they're a rounding error off of zero, even game developers. We look at the hundreds and hundreds of games that hit the app store every every week. We look at the the dozens of games that hit the, the Steam every every week. We look at all of this content. How many of those games are gonna be the next Civilization or the next Call of Duty or the next even even the next Flappy Bird? How many games are gonna hit that level of success? Again? Statistically? Zero. A rounding arrow off of zero. You know this, walking into building any of these things. And and you stretch it across any kind of creative endeavor. And so you have to walk into it with a different understanding of what success means. Success is not making the next civilization. Success is not being Led Zeppelin. Success is not being Stephen King. Success is doing well enough that you get to try again. Success is improving on the last time you did it, learning something from the last time you did it, and doing well enough that you can pay your bills and you can try again. And you do that over and over and over again until you die or have your crossy road moment where you have your incredible success. And... When you start looking at the world that way, the world changes for you a little bit. Because if you're if you're constantly setting yourself up for the I'm either Stephen King or I'm shit level of author failure, you're going to get knocked down a lot. You're going to spend a lot of time hating yourself and you're going to spend a lot of time getting nowhere. If you're constantly worried about am I going to be able to be the next amazing top selling best selling whatever and you 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 build a life based on anything below that being failure yeah you're going to be a failure and you're going to hate yourself and you're not going to get very far and i can tell you from 20 some odd years of making video games that most of those 20 some odd years have been spent working on projects that failed that's the reality And most people I know who have been doing this as long as I have will have similar stories. Now I know you're gonna you're gonna say, but what about so and so? He was successful. He only did two games, and they were both huge successes. Yeah, that's great for him. If you look at the math and you look at the 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 broad spectrum of the industry, whatever industry you're in, the people who are still here and still fighting and still trying to make a go of it, twenty years on, they've failed. And they've they've powered through it. And actually, I had a very interesting talk. Uh, It'll come in a later podcast. I had an interview uh, with my friend Ian Gregory from Witching Hour Studios, and we touched on some of this. That's actually going to be in uh, an upcoming podcast that I think is quite interesting. And, And we'll talk more about how you power through that failure. And and there, there, there are techniques that you can use to do that. But I would say that the beginning of that journey is to be accepting of the idea that your journey is a journey that includes a lot of failure. And even if that journey never has the big payoff at the end, if, if you never ever get to be Led Zeppelin, if you never ever get to be Stephen King, if you never ever get to be Sid Meier that's all right. Because what you got to do was you got to do the work. And this is what I tell people who are starting in the industry. And this is how I tell people um, that, that you can survive is you have to enjoy the failure. I'm not saying you seek it out. But I'm saying that the process, the process of getting your teeth into a project and trying and doing something new and falling down and getting up again, you have to learn to enjoy that process, to find that intellectually interesting and stimulating. And when you get to that place, when you can get to that place where the failure doesn't seem to you to be an end point, it just seems to be another thing along the road towards you enjoying the process. That's when the successes start to come. That's when you start to enjoy your work. And when you enjoy your work, you do better work. And when you do better work, the odds that you're going to be successful go up. And that's the that's the end point, right? That's that's the point. And what's even harder is one of the biggest things that's going to stand in your way of having this happiness. One of the things that's really going to get in your way is going to be your friends. And you're like, well, Chris, that's a dick thing to say. I, your friends mean well, and they do. They do mean well. Holy shit, do your friends mean well? They want to help, right? But here's the thing: your friends, if you let them, will bring you down with their help. And I'm going to explain to you how. So, so you're going to show your work to your friends. You're going to show what you're working on to your friends, and they're going to they're going to have a couple kind of responses. And one of the responses that they're going to have is they're going to they're going to say, well. Well, have you tried blah? And, and and that blah will be something. It'll be some shit, right? And and the, the, and you'll realize that what happened was they don't really understand what you're doing. They don't really know much about what you're doing. You're working on a game. They don't really play games, but you know what? They've got a cousin who plays games and their cousin really likes this game and that was successful. And they they want to be helpful. They want to be part of the conversation. They want to be involved and in, and that's what they've got to contribute. So have you tried blah? And... And you want to be like, well, that actually has absolutely nothing to do with what I'm doing. And actually, I'm in blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody gives a shit, right? The, the point is, you just have to kind of smile and say, yeah, you know what? You're trying to be helpful. You're trying to include yourself in my life. You're trying to uh, be part of what I'm doing. And that's sweet. But you know what? You don't really know much about what I'm doing. And I'm, I'm going to move on. And those friends exist. I have friends that don't give a fuck about games. And that's, that's what I get from them. And th- every now and then, maybe they have something interesting to say. But you... You can't get worked up about that, right? Or you'll have friends who are involved in what you're doing. You have friends, I'll tell you a story. I actually was working on a card game and I brought this card game with me down to Singapore. I sat down with a bunch of my game dev friends and I said, let's all play this card game. It's in very, very early state. I'm still just kind of working on it, but I want to see if this one mechanic is working or not. And I had barely dealt the cards when suddenly we were in a discussion about how we could have done this better. And why didn't you do this? And you know what? I played this other game and it had this other thing that's doing what you're trying to do, but it does it better because of blah, 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 blah. And I wanted to be like, God damn it, people. Can't you fucking play my game for 20 fucking seconds before you tell me how to do it better? But you can't do that, right? You can't you can't yell at your friends like that because, again, they're trying to help. They're trying to be involved. They're looking at what you're doing. That's what they've got. And you know what? You gotta bite your fucking tongue, and you gotta smile, and you got to listen because they're smart and they know things. And you have to not let that get you down. You're gonna have friends who are gonna look at what you're doing, and they're gonna use the worst words you're ever gonna hear when you're working in a creative project. They're gonna ask you, "Why didn't you just?" Blah? Why didn't you just do this? And and there, I, I will let you know, if you're ever looking at somebody's project and you haven't like really investigated that project and you haven't spent a lot of time thinking about it, if you weren't a complete expert about what's going on and you throw out the words, why don't you just, with anything following it, you're being a fucking asshole right because that's the worst that 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 offhand why don't you just Well, there's a reason why i didn't just see you looked at this for 30 fucking seconds i've been looking at this for six months and there's a whole string of reasons that you don't know for how we got here and there's a whole world of shit you don't get and that's why we didn't just but but you know what none of that fucking matters Because they didn't get to have that last six months of looking at it. And they didn't get all that stuff. And you, right now, are getting an honest opinion about why didn't you just. And you know what? It's happened to me a couple fucking times where I've had somebody pull a why didn't you just on me. And I gave them the whole rigmarole. We did this and this and you understand. And then we had this and then we. But you know what? When the person actually plays your game or listens to your music or reads your book, they don't have that story either. And they're also going to ask, why didn't you just? And so you have to be open to that. You have to be open to that even when it fucking hurts, even when that guy's being an asshole. You have to listen to the why didn't you just. And now let me tell you what the most painful thing your friends are going to tell you when you're building something is. The thing that's really going to get underneath your skin and it's going to make you just want to... Stick screwdrivers in your eyeballs. The thing that's just going to make you hate yourself is when somebody actually really, really looks at what you're doing and they really care about what you're doing and they know a lot about what you're doing and they tell you, you know what? I've looked at your stuff and I think blah and that blah is real, actual, quality, criticism, that requires you to go back and do a lot of work. That's the that's the one. That's the one that'll just fucking drive you nuts because you look at it and you're like, God damn, that dude is fucking right. And I thought I was done and I thought I could move on to the next step. I thought I could mix this down now. I thought I could start testing this now. I thought that I could start writing my final draft now. I thought that I was at this point and I am not at this point. And I thought I could stop Fucking spending money on this thing right now, but actually, I've got another $15,000 I gotta put into it because this guy is totally right and I fucking hate him. Yeah, you're gonna get that. And, uh, and yeah, it's hard. Uh, and I wish I could say, like, and here's the easy way to deal with that. But actually, there is no easy way to deal with that. You got to go spend the $15,000. You got to do that rewrite. You've got to re record that thing. You got to fix that thing because this is where your successful friends make you a success. And I'm, I'll, I'll leave you with another cheery note while we're on the subject. Sometimes you're going to fail and it's not your damn fault. Sometimes you're going to fail for. Shit, you just had no control over. I've had games that we launched that we were in the wrong store or we had somebody put the wrong marketing copy on our game, a bad marketing copy. We spent years working on a game and because the marketing copy, which was done in you know 20 minutes that we had no control over, was crap and nobody downloaded it. We've had that happen. I was trying to sell a wonderful game. We had worked so hard on this prototype for a game. We were ready to make this game. We really wanted to make this thing happen And right when I was going out and selling it to publishers, um, a bunch of terrorists got on a plane and destroyed the World Trade Center. And suddenly the entire game industry said, "Uh, yeah, we're not actually signing any new projects because we don't know what's happening in the world right now. And we don't know what the economy is going to be like. And we needed to sell that demo in the next couple months or we were going to lose our ability to make that game because we had no more runway. That happened. We were there. I, I went through that process. I've failed because um you know we we had uh, a bug a single bug in in a game, a game that had thousands of features and all kind hundreds of thousands of lines of code, and in all of that, there was one little bug that we couldn't catch in our testing matrix, but when we put it out on the, the a whole bunch of people found this bug and got very upset, and we fixed the bug as quickly as we could, but you know what by the time we got to it, there had been so many people that had already encountered it, and they hated us and they told everyone in the review section that they hated us and we destroyed our launch like that. Sometimes failure is just this big brick that comes from behind your head and smacks you down and you don't fucking know why and there wasn't anything you could have done about it. Most of the time you can do something about your failing. Most of the time it's something kind of under your control. Maybe we could have caught that bug or Maybe we could have um uh, I don't know uh, found the one guy who who was still signing projects after nine there, eleven there there's always something that we but sometimes you just gotta like shake it off and say, well yep, that's how that that's how that goes sometimes, so that's what I've got for you today. I hope that was not too depressing. I hope you haven't like opened up a vein or something by now or or whatever any case um. Uh, I got other things to say. A lot of them aren't nearly as depressing, so uh, hopefully you'll tune in for some more of the uh, sort of whatever monologues that I'm doing. I've also got some great interviews. Most recently, I just did an interview with uh, Ariella Lawler, who can tell you a lot about success if you're interested in hearing about that. But she's also got some interesting thoughts on failure as well. So go check out at the uh, where all the podcasts are. Go check out the interviews and check that one out. And you can hear some more thoughts on the subject from somebody who's been in the game industry for literally many decades and has some incredible stories to tell about both success and failure. That's all we've got for the show today. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, If you did, by all means, go somewhere and give us a good ranking. Wherever you found this podcast, go there and tell the world, oh my God, this is so great, you got to listen to it. And uh, if you didn't enjoy it, uh, go to the Discord and let me know why and let me know how we can improve it. Thank you very much and we will see you on the next podcast.